Hi, my name is Jovi. My name is Charlie. And you're listening to Bad Crime, Crime Stories. Stories, a weekly true crime podcast where we pour ourselves a drink and take turns telling each other the stories that keep us up at night. Woot, woot. Holla. <laughs> Although it's it's not going to keep us up at night tonight because we're recording a lot earlier than normal. Yes. And when we say pour ourselves a drink, we mean coffee. Because it coffee. is <laughs> 10 o'clock in the morning. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. <laughs> All right. So, Charlie, didn't you say you had a announcement? I have a very special announcement. Well, actually, we both have a very special yeah, announcement. It's yeah. not just a Charlie announcement. No. It's a it's a bed crime stories announcement. It is. So we are super excited. We have a huge surprise for you guys for next week's episode. Mm-hmm. Um, we're not going to tell you what it is. Wow. <laughs> 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 Evil laugh. Um, but we have a really big surprise for next week's episode. Mm-hmm. We're super excited about it. So, so stoked. Um, this is really uh, big for us mm-hmm. because this is something that, you know, I think kind of validates what we've been doing for the last year and a half and, Agreed. you know, is a testament to you guys and, you know, telling friends and passing along the information and stuff. So mm-hmm. we're really super excited about it. Um, and it kind of makes us feel like it's real. Yes. Like it's, it's like, not just us sitting in a room talking to each right. other. Like we actually touch people's lives <laughs> we and do. when people actually listen to us. And like that's really, really freaking cool. Yeah. So this is like it's it's like, wow, we're doing this. We are we're, doing this. We're in this. I'm stoked about it. Yeah. So really big fun thing happening next week, uh, for next week's episode. We're really excited about it. Can't wait for you guys to join us. Mm-hmm. And um, you know, enjoy. Yeah. So so stoked stoked about it. Sorry, 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 sorry. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yes. So uh, I think we mentioned it um, one time on the podcast about uh, you going to Italy. Yes. But it is almost time for Jovi to fly, fly to fly, Italia. Fly. <laughs> so we are um, taking the opportunity. Actually, she leaves in two days. Woo-hoo! Crazy. So we are taking the opportunity today on a Saturday morn. Mm-hmm to uh to do a recording before she heads out mm-hmm, mm-hmm. and by the time you guys hear this i will already be back but yes <laughs> <laughs> but that's okay that is okay that is okay mm-hmm. yes mm-hmm, mm-hmm. so real quick i just wanted to um uh, make a mention and do a quick dedication and if i cry i'm going to apologize um I had a, um, a loss in my family this week. One of, um, my fur babies who I love so much passed away on Wednesday. Um, you may have heard me talk about, you know, you know, here that we are dog moms Mm -hmm. and, uh, I know that I've talked about my girl and my boy. Um, but my, my boy is no longer with us Mm. and, um, it's been a really rough week and I'm going to miss him forever and ever and ever. And, uh, want to dedicate the episode to the memory of my buddy flash so flashy my buddy boy pour one out for the sweetest the sweetest boy that ever lived Mm -hmm. yep pour one out pour one out and i think in the beginning of this episode we should post a picture of flashy Mm -hmm. you know with our pictures that way you guys could get to see the his adorable face yes (laughs) my little yes 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 so now that that's out of the way um jovi has a true crime headline for us this morning. I do, I do. Okay, so this is from NBC News. NBC. <laughs> the Peacock Network. Did mm-hmm. you know when Peacock came out, I did not know it was NBC? 
Really? Yes. Because I didn't put two and two together. Like I knew the NBC gotcha. logo was a peacock, but like mm-hmm. for whatever reason, when it came out, I'm like, why is it called peacock? That's so weird. Is it a porn network? I have no idea. <laughs> so, <laughs> but no, it's not. It's NBC. it's not. <laughs> it's it's NBC. It's fine. I could go elsewhere NBC. to watch porn. Anywho, <laughs> for free or for free. Yeah. Yes. Um, okay. This article was posted on February 23rd and it is titled girl brings note to school leading Las Vegas police to brother's body in freezer. Oh God. Yeah. Yeah. Um, It says here, a Las Vegas mother sent her daughter to school with a note begging to be rescued from an abusive boyfriend, which led police to find that girl's little brother dead in a freezer. Um, And the article it's a very interesting read um basically this boyfriend of her mom um held her captive against her will um would lock her in a room um and i believe both kids were in a separate room but Mm -hmm. together Mm -hmm. and obviously she would see her daughter and things like that but um her son got sick and the boyfriend apparently put the son in a different room so he wouldn't get people sick and he wound up dying. Oh my God. But instead of like bringing him to the doctor, doing what you're supposed to do, he put it in um, one of those deep freezers oh in the my garage. God. And he wouldn't allow the mother to go in the garage and he hid the body under like food and frozen peas and stuff like that. Yeah. Holy shit. Yeah. So people are so fucked up. For real. Like, I'm sorry. People are so like it, it didn't take me this long to realize that guys, like we've been doing this podcast <laughs> for a year and a half. And I'm like, you know what? People are awful. <laughs> like, no, fully aware people are awful. But like that's I just mm, mm, mm-hmm. mm, mm, and mm. like the mom even said that she hadn't seen her plate, her nope. The mom <laughs> said that um she hadn't seen her husband her wow. Hadn't seen her son since December 11th. Jeez. And this article was from February 23rd. Holy crapola. And like, I'm sure more details are going to come out because obviously this is just came to light. But my God, I reading this article, I was just shaking my head. I was like, you got to be kidding me. Like, holy shit. But she was very smart to send her daughter with a note to school. Yeah. that that took some courage because god forbid the boyfriend would have found the note on the Mm -hmm. daughter like Mm -hmm. kudos to her it took a while but i get it like i get it it's yeah no it's the Mm -hmm. yeah Mm -hmm. absolutely that's Mm -hmm. horrific yeah that's horrific yeah yeah i don't like it they're not great (laughs) they're not they're not great Mm -mm. Mm -mm. (sighs) but that was my true crime headline. If you want to know more, just, you know, Google it because <laughs> Google has all the answers. Google has everything, man. Uh-huh. But I am now going to turn it back to Charlie so she could tell us this morning's true crime. Uh... Name of the podcast, Joey. Name of the podcast. There's the current story. So again, it's early, guys. I, right. I literally woke up an hour before we started recording the coffee is just hitting my veins uh-huh. so you know what i'm talking about charlie bear, take it away <laughs> bear with us um 
So I have another, I mean, I have a really, a really terrible one uh, today and um, it is a child death. So it's uh, super upsetting. Um, So I did want to just kind of put that warning out there. This one is a a really, really sad one. Mm -hmm. Um, I hate hate the children ones. I do. I really, really do. They're the, they're, they are the roughest. I mean, all the stories are terrible, but Mm -hmm. this hits, it hits a different kind of way. Yeah, I agree with you 100%. So um, this story is the murder of Maggie Clifton. Mm. Uh, My sources are jacksonville.com, mirror.com, all that's interesting. And of course, Wikipedia. (laughs) Always the wiki. Of course, always the wiki. All right. So Maddie Clifton was born Madeline Ray Clifton on June 17th, 1990 in Jacksonville, Florida. Um, on the afternoon of November 3rd, 1998, uh, she went outside to play in the neighborhood. Maddie never came home. Mm. And yeah, so she was gone for a week. And in that week, hundreds of local residents searched in dumpsters, in woods, and in other secluded areas around the, uh, around that particular area of Jacksonville. But Maddie was seemingly nowhere to be found. Mm. It wasn't until November 10th, seven days after she went missing that the truth of what happened to Maddie came to light. So uh, Joshua Phillips was the 14 year old neighbor of Maddie. He was born on March 17th, 1984 in Allentown, Pennsylvania. His parents, Melissa and Steve moved with Josh to Jacksonville right across the street from the Clifton's in the early nineties. So uh, Melissa and Josh were reportedly both fearful of Steve father. Um, He was addicted to drugs and alcohol. He was said to have had a violent temper. He had strict rules for the household, including that Josh was not allowed to have friends at the house when he wasn't home. And Steve seemed to have a particular dislike for young girls. Yeah. So Melissa was quoted as saying that when she was pregnant with Josh, she had prayed that he was a boy. Quote, I remember he didn't let, he didn't have a fondness for little girls. I wasn't sure what it would be like if I had had a girl. And that's something oh, that wow. I haven't. Yeah. And she said, and that's something that I haven't really said to many people. <clears throat> wow. Just wow. And <laughs> when you're pregnant, you shouldn't feel that way. Oh, I hope it's a boy. I, I you know, like you shouldn't be afraid for what the sex of your child is going to be. For sure. So that's why on the afternoon of November 3rd, 1998, when Maddie uh, went outside to play, she walked across the street, knocked on the Phillips's door and asked Josh if he can come outside and play baseball with her. And he was reluctant to say yes because of his dad. Mm -hmm, So mm -hmm. Steve wasn't home at the time, but was expected to arrive home any time soon. So Josh did eventually wind up going outside. And as they were playing baseball he accidentally hit her in the eye so maddie started to cry and scream and josh was trying to calm her down and get her to be quiet she wouldn't so he winds up like dragging maddie into the house to get her to be quiet so like neighbors didn't come out neighbors didn't see what was going on yeah when she wouldn't calm down josh struck her repeatedly with the baseball bat and then strangled her what yeah so once Maddie was unconscious, Josh shoved Maddie under the base of his waterbed. And oh it was my God. Sh- it was shortly after that that Steve came home. Oh my God. 
Yeah. So Josh went to, went to greet his father and they actually wound up talking for a short amount of time before he went back into his bedroom. And when he got back into his room, he could hear Maddie moaning in pain under his bed. Mm. So he pulled her out. He cut her throat and stabbed her <gasps> in the chest. Yeah. Stabbed her in the chest seven times with a knife from a leather mantle. And how old, how, how old was he again? 14. Holy shit. Uh-huh. Holy shit. Yeah. So, wow. um, yeah. So obviously this attack did kill Maddie um, and he returned mm-hmm. her body back under the base of his bed. Mm. Yeah. So when the searches begin, Josh actually wound up participating in them. Um, he later stated, quote, I was putting myself in a fantasy world that nothing had happened. That was my defense mechanism for everything. When I was a kid, I never made decisions. I just ignored it. I just did. Hmm. on november 10th melissa phillips josh's mom was cleaning her son's room and saw a wet mark on the floor so she thought that his bed must be leaking because he had a water bed mm-hmm. so mm-hmm. she kneels down and starts to kind of pull things away and she's trying to get a closer w- look and it's then that she saw the body of maddie clifton under her son's bed oh my god oh my god oh my god yeah, yeah. oh my god yeah Wow. Yes. So Melissa immediately ran outside um, to get the officers that were across the street at Maddie's family's house mm-hmm. <clears throat> to alert them of her discovery. So she stayed outside and was just like, it's there. Like <laughs> told them like mm-hmm. where his bedroom was. Mm-hmm. So when police search his room, they find air fresheners and incense that uh, were, uh, was assumed that Josh was using to try and mask the smell. Um, And that was sitting on his bedside table next to a flyer about her disappearance. Oh my God. The bottom of the bed had been taped together and the baseball bat was found behind his dresser. Um, His shoes were found um, and Maddie's blood was on them and her shorts and her underwear were found close by. But Josh claims that as he was dragging her into the house, her bottoms pulled off and that's why they were not on her body. Um, police arrested Josh that day from school and within a few hours, he had confessed and told officers the entire story. Mm -hmm. So Josh, even though he was 14 years old at the time was tried as an adult. Mm -hmm. Um, there was such disbelief that Josh could be the one who was responsible for the crime by the community. Um, and there were so many people that knew him that they wound up moving the trial to Polk County, which is over 200 miles away from the Jacksonville area. Prosecutors dispute some parts of Josh's story. Uh, State attorney Harry Shorenstein uh, suggested the murder may have been sexually motivated. The autopsy, though, found no evidence of sexual assault. But prosecutors argue that the lack of dirt and sand on Maddie's body didn't support Josh's claim that her clothes had come off as he dragged her into his room. Hmm. Okay. Prosecutors also note that there was no blood found in the backyard or on the baseball Um that josh used to or or on the baseball bat that josh used to strike maddie you said that wait you said that there was no blood found on no blood no blood um but again devil's advocate this is not me like defending all i'm saying is him hitting her with the baseball bat did not kill her right so there is a good chance and again this is all me being presumptuous is not saying that this is fact could it have been that he hit her hard enough to knock her out, but not enough to actually 
draw blood draw blood right yeah, so, yeah exactly so yeah and that's <clears throat> honestly when you said that that's what i was saying because i would be like really but no that that makes sense because like mm-hmm. you said if he just used it to knock her out there's not going to be blood right it's especially since she was still there. alive after he hit her with baseball right bat. Mm-hmm. right blood wouldn't appear until he slit her throat mm-hmm. likely right likely. right like theoretically in our head yeah, especially right. since he's a yeah. 14 year old boy, does he have the strength to actually split her head open, you know? Exactly. <clears throat> exactly. So Josh's lawyer, Richard Nichols, did not call a single witness for the defense, which even the prosecutors later said was surprising and risky. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Nichols intended to base the fact that Maddie's death was an act that began as an accident and deteriorated through panic that bordered on madness. Mm-hmm. According to Josh, later, he says, Nichols never attempted to question him over the events of the murder. And when he would visit him in prison, all he would do is sit there and play chess with him. Okay. Yeah. Melissa Phillips disagreed with the lawyer strategy, but Steve insisted on trusting him because he's like the professional, I guess. Right. Yeah. Yeah. Nichols discouraged Josh's parents from allowing him to testify. So he didn't. Um, the trial started on July 6th, 1999 and lasted only two days and it took your, yeah, because you figured the, no witnesses, witnesses. right. Mm -hmm. So it was all basically all on the side of the prosecution. Right. Um, it took jurors just over two hours to convict Josh of first degree murder. He was sentenced to life imprisonment without the possibility of parole, which was the maximum sentence he was eligible for since he was under 16. He was ineligible for the death penalty right right during the trial the defense attempted to introduce scans from a neurologist showing bilateral lesions on the frontal lobe of josh's brain which are likely associated or are are commonly associated with panic attacks and impaired judgment um and the prosecution on their part they wanted to discuss evidence that josh had looked at pornography on his computer but the judge ruled both pieces of evidence were inadmissible yeah Mm-hmm. but i find it and i i might be jumping the gun by saying this but like i find it interesting that the way steven felt towards girls wasn't brought up or was it because you you figure the to me you know again my opinion because um he knew that his dad wasn't a fan of girls he obviously was trying to hide the fact that they were playing together so that steven didn't mm-hmm. act a fool you know what i mean right. so like his actions are a result of his fear for his father correct correct and yes exactly like it's bad enough that i have a friend over or a person over but also the fact that it's a, a girl my dad's right. gonna my dad's gonna kill me and it's that it's that irrational kid thought process right of yeah. you know you look at it as an adult and you're like okay you're you'll get in trouble and again i'm not saying that a father who's uh, abusive violent and you know an addict isn't exponentially more scary than a regular dad who would get mad yeah. at you um yeah. obviously it that is but it, you know you're you can't just when you're a child when you're because he's a child he's 14 years old correct you know you 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 panic and you think that i have to i have to fix this and mm-hmm. your 14 year old brain panics and you mm-hmm. do stupid things right 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 
<sighs> so Josh completes his GED in prison and he later took college classes by correspondence. He works as a paralegal in the prison, assisting other inmates with their appeals. And he wow. works as a tutor for his, for other inmates. Nice. Yeah. I mean, good for him making <clears throat> use of the time there and doing stuff for good yeah. instead of fighting not. in the yard. Exactly. <laughs> exactly. Yeah. Like making, making um, shanks out mm-hmm. of forks and not and spoons and stuff like that like yep that's that's a shit um mm-hmm. continue so there was appeal there was an appeal filed in 2002 but the court upheld josh's conviction in december 2004 melissa phillips began to seek a new trial for her son stating that his young age at the time of the murder should have carried more weight in his sentence In November 2005, the Supreme Court of Florida set a hearing for the following month to discuss whether Josh should receive a new trial. Mm -hmm. In 2008, two of the officials most responsible for Josh's life sentence, state prosecutor Harry Shorstein and Sheriff Nat Glover, admitted having second thoughts about giving a life sentence without the possibility of parole to a 14-year-old. Shorstein said he regretted not offering Josh second-degree murder plea which would have given the judge more discretion in sentencing. And he has even voiced his support for eventual clemency or parole for Josh. Mm-hmm. As of 2008, Josh declined to write a letter of apology to Maddie's family stating that they deserved an apology from him in person. Otherwise they would not be able to see his sincerity, but Maddie's father stated, uh, nope. Maddie's mother stated that she has no interest in talking to Josh. Mm. See, I, I can I, understand that. I get that. I yeah. Get, I, I get that. Like a thousand percent. I get that. Yeah. 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 Mm-hmm. It's just it's wow. hard to play devil's advocate when it's your eight-year-old daughter who was killed. Right. Very hard right. to very hard to see the other side. And I correct get that. I think that's perfectly justified. Yes. In 2012, the Supreme Court case of Miller versus Alabama ruled that sentencing juveniles to mandatory life in prison without parole is an unconstitutional. After this happened, Maddie Clifton's sister was terrified that he would go free based on the Supreme Court finding. Mm-hmm. Quote, she doesn't get a chance to walk on this earth again, so why should he? She said. Fair. In November 2015, Josh's attorneys were considering Miller versus Alabama as a basis to file a resentencing hearing. Um, and in September 2016, Josh's attorney successfully appealed the court. And he was granted a new sentencing hearing, which was held on June 2017. After the hearing, Maddie's mother requested that his sentence be upheld. In November 2017, Josh was once again resentenced to life in prison, but Mm. is eligible for resentencing again in 2023. So next year. Mm. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. In December 2019, the uh, the Florida First District Court of Appeal upheld the life sentence, saying it will be reviewed again and could be modified in 2003, quote, based on demonstrated maturity and rehabilitation. Josh subsequently appealed to the Supreme Court of Florida, who turned down his request in June 2020. Um, As is customary, they did not explain their reasons for declining to hear the case. Yeah. In the year 2000, Josh's father, Steve Phillips, was killed in a car accident. Um, Today, Josh is 38 years old and is imprisoned in the Terry Correctional Institution in Perry, Florida. Maddie would have been turning 32 this June. Hmm. Wow. Yeah. Wow. That's just, that's such an unfortunate, I, wow. 
<clears throat> it's a super sad story because it's now, first of all, I want to like be really mad for a second because every single thing that you find on the case, they focus solely on Josh, which I think is super unfortunate. Yeah. But I think that that's the thing that we know as people who, you know, view true crime content is mm-hmm. the focus is almost fully on the perpetrator side and not on the victims. Correct. Which is so unfortunate. So I, I would have loved to have been able to talk more about Maddie, but there really wasn't a lot of information. Yeah. Um, I even found her memorial on findagrave.com, which is usually really good about putting more like biography stuff on there about the person. Mm-hmm. And it was literally just like her birthday, where she lived, what happened, the end. But you could find profiles about Josh. I mean, maybe, maybe the um, the parents didn't want all that out there, which is po- which right. is very possible. Like they Correct. wanted to keep all the information to themselves because she was so young, and like mm-hmm. that's precious to them. You know what I mean? Because yeah. that's all they have to hold on to right now. It's true. It's very true. I mean, and that's, and that could very much be the case that, you know, it it was Mm -hmm. the parents who decided not to have that much information out there. Mm -hmm. But as a person who reads the, who's looking at the story and is reading the story, you know, there's, in my opinion, there's two tragedies there, right? There's, I mean, obvious, the very obvious and outstanding tragedy of Maddie being killed in the Mm -hmm. manner in which she was killed. And it's just horrifying and upsetting and, and, Tragic is not even a strong enough word for it. Right. I agree. But then it's, but then it's also the, the failure of Josh of, you know, his defense lawyer, just not even attempting to, yeah, there's just, there was no attempt to defend nothing yeah <laughs> like he didn't like he, do what his job description is <laughs> i feel like he just he got paid to sit and play chess with him you know what i mean didn't try didn't Basically, yeah yeah that's shitty that's it's really super shitty. shitty it's super shitty and now you have this this guy who's the same age as jovi and i us yes um who may never see outside of a jail again and again, um, believe me, I am not saying he made a stupid mistake when he was a teenager, because that's beyond a stupid mistake. We've all made mm-hmm. stupid mistakes. Mm-hmm. He made a grave error in judgment. He took a life, one that was yep. his friend. Like he he played with Maddie more mm-hmm. than once. Like this is a person who he considered his friend, his neighborhood friend. Mm-hmm. There's no, there's no taking that back. There's no fixing that. There's no justifying that. But it's just, like I said, it's just a tragedy all around. It's it's so upsetting to me that, um, you know, that's the outcome of that case uh, for for both families, for both sides. It's just, yeah. it's it was a failure from the jump. Yep. Nope. I agree one hundred percent. So, wow, wow. Yeah. So that's the tragedy of of Maddie Clifton. It's just so sad. That is that was super super sad. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. Again, any story where a child is, is killed, it's just, it's heartbreaking. And then that another child did it. Mm-hmm. It's like, it's like a double, double whammy, you know mm-hmm. what I mean? In a bad way, double whammy yeah. in a bad way. And you know, wow. there are plenty of, there are plenty of evil intended children out there who kill oh, because yeah. they're evil children. Yeah. I just don't think that that was the case here. And I think that that's nope. what makes it so upsetting and so sad 
I agree. more I, so than it would have normally been right 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 mm-hmm. and i still think that it should have been brought to the attention about steven but mm-hmm. you know and ha- I agree. yeah well that would have been the job of the defense attorney that sat there and played chess instead of doing anything yeah because that i think would have <laughs> shed a completely different light yeah um but like you said mm-hmm. that was the defense attorney's job and he did nothing so mm-hmm. there's that <laughs> yeah so there you go there's the story oh. guys well thank you for uh for sharing i appreciate it i've actually never heard that um mm. that story before uh but damn yeah Just it damn. was it was suggested to me by a friend who is a listener but um is a is a work friend and she mentioned mm-hmm. this one to me and i was like oh, i don't think i know that one and when i looked it up i remember the bed part of it like i remember mm-hmm. the he killed her and put her in his bed like behind like mm-hmm. shoved her into, and like that i that part of it is what made me remember i had no idea that it was in jacksonville i had no idea like i didn't know any yeah. of that stuff but yeah well thanks work i friend. also didn't know it was that long ago i could have swore that that was sooner but i guess yeah know, yeah it was not factually no. it was not no it was not <clears throat> ma'am well good job thanks. good job thanks i appreciate it You're um and so to our listeners i'm sure um but yeah that concludes this morning's <laughs> bed crime story. Um, so if you would like to suggest a story mm-hmm. or be like, hey, or you just want to say hi or just whatever, you can send us an email at bedcrimestoriespod at gmail.com. You could also slide up into our DMs on Twitter or Instagram at bedcrimestories. Um Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe on whatever platform that you are listening to us on. Also, tell a friend. That way they could tell their friends and so on and so forth. Um, Because we want all the friends in all the land. Mm -hmm. And be kind to one another. This world is shit. So be very, very kind. Um, And I think think that's it. Did I hit it all? Uh, Like, rate, review, subscribe. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. I think that's All it. All right. All right. With that being <clears throat> said, enjoy the rest of your day, your evening, your morning, whatever time you're listening to us. Um, but until, and we'll see you all next week. Mm-hmm. But until then, sweet, sweet dreams. dreams. Da, 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 yeah. da, da, da. Pew. Our theme song is the song Industrial Music Box by Kevin McLeod at incompetech.com. Licensed under Creative Commons by Attribution 3.0. creativecommons.org backslash licenses backslash by backslash 3.0.